Ready? Go. Welcome back. Welcome. I'm welcome. back. Yeah. Welcome a little bit back to you. Welcome back really to me because I was gone last time. Yeah. Did you listen to the episode? I did, yeah. The Venerable Alex Bean. Big fan of, of, of the AB. AB, yeah. Good man. So, uh, yeah. So here we are. Ready to go. Welcome to the show, everybody. Those first time listeners, this is the Ready to Go podcast. I'm Brian Knudsen. I'm Candy Bratton. And we are your hosts. For all things ready and go. Goish, yeah. We talk about creative things <laughs> and uh, the creative process. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about the ready than the go. Although, oh yeah, yeah, you have to get ready to go. Right, and I guess there is some going in the, in the in ready. Getting ready. Well, I can tell you, yeah, talking about that. So today we're talking about training, learning, education, education, lessening. Uh, and this came up because I have been thinking about taking singing lessons for, I don't know, ever, for a really long time. I don't have any huge aspirations to be like, you know, to perform in clubs or anything like that or at church or anywhere, but I would like to be a better or singer. At, or at Benaroya Hall. Or at Benaroya Hall, be- like like some people in my like company some here. people. So that's, if you haven't already, plug. there's a plug for my concert on Jan- on July 5th. If you if it's you know July fifth, twenty fourteen, if if you listen to this episode before then in you, Seattle, you haven't and you're in Seattle, if you haven't already got tickets. You can get tickets to the Ensign Symphony and Choir. I will be singing uh, tenor right front and center with Alex Boyer. Patriotic all the way. Oh yeah, we'll be singing some other weird songs like uh, a lot of his YouTube hits. Let it go. We will be singing Let It Go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you are not even there. You're going to be in free Oh, Switzerland. that's right. I'm not going to be there. Nice try. <laughs> that's good. I don't really like patriotic songs. Yeah, Nor do I like the song. Let it go. <laughs> what about an Africanized version of Coldplay's Paradise? Would you like that? Sure, yeah. Peponi? I like Peponi. Africanized versions of things. I think that they're usually fun. Yeah. Well, so, a lot of that going on. I, I'm not going to be joining the Unsigned Choir. I don't okay. really have any desire to. I just but wanna, you do want I just to wanna sing, sing better. better. You know, maybe for karaoke, maybe for just singing along with some friends. I don't I'm know. Do some karaoke next week, you want I, Yeah, sure. I went and did karaoke last week for like the first time in a oh, while. Really? Yeah, I have, I have some friends who go pretty regularly to the rock box on Capitol Hill. What? Um, but they were booked up. So we went to this place. You go to the Manor Gate? No, it was it was SBK, I think, Seattle's Best Karaoke, it looked, our room looked like a hospital waiting room. It was like, for sure on the lower brow, lower scale of, like, fancy karaoke. Uh, But it was was great. It was super fun. Uh, It was more the kind of karaoke where everybody just sings along the whole time, so it sounds like a, you know, it's like an hour-long car ride where you just sing along to (laughs) great music. So you're not, like, performing to each other. No, in that that case it wasn't, yeah. Um, There's no one-upsmanship. No. It's more like, hey, wouldn't this be a fun song to sing? Maybe one person gets up and starts singing it, and then by halfway through the song, everybody's singing along, because it's a great song, because you only pick good karaoke songs, you know? Um, So, anyway, so yeah. What's your karaoke jam? Do you have, like, a go-to karaoke jam? You know, I don't have a go-to one. I have frequently tried to sing Queen's Killer Queen, because that's, I think, a super fun song. Um, yeah, but it's just a tiny bit low for my range, unless I'm singing really loud. I'm a big fan of Queen's ki- uh, 
uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, that's uh, a good I, one. I, did you see the lip sync off with Paul Rudd on Jimmy Fallon? He did Don't Stop Me Now. Yes. It's pretty great. Yes, I did. As all of the lip sync battle yeah. things are. Paul Rudd's pretty charming. <laughs> yeah, he went for it in that one. Uh, anyway, sorry. So I no, that's a, that's all right. With this, so the next time you go karaoke, please let me know. I'm always looking okay. for for an excuse to sing karaoke. I was thinking that we should do it as a family for when we're together oh, for Scott's wedding. Absolutely. But I was thinking that Brent might drag his feet. <laughs> he might and make it, pitch a fit about it. We should. But just... I think if we do it against his will, then and like make some sort of competition out of it, I think he'd show. I think he'd do it. I think he'd like it too. We'll see. Does um, Brent listen to our show? I don't know. No, Scott Brent. Does. If you're listening, you better get ready for some karaoke action. You better prepare Less, yourself. Oh, one month from today is when our brother's getting married. So, um, so yeah, singing lessons. This mm-hmm. is the go part of the ready. Is that I've been thinking about it forever, but haven't had any real reason to do it. And like six months ago, I went on a. There's a website called Thumbtack, which is you can offer services. So if you you know do house painting or music lessons or some mm-hmm. of those kind of things that you would do in like a house, you know, right. uh, something that you would see on a poster board, or, like right. on a community board, um, people post services. So I went around and looked for, you know, singing lessons and I emailed, you know, I said, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. And I got a response from a woman who's here in Bellevue. Just some random said, person. Hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, voice teacher. Let me know if you want to come. I'm accepting new students. And at the time, I don't know what was going on, but I was felt super busy and I didn't have a reason to pay, you know, $55 an hour for singing lessons. I was like, the Sorry, I want to do it, but I got to wait for a minute. So then a couple weeks ago, it's summertime. The days are longer. I feel like I have more time, even though I don't think I actually do. Mm-hmm. So I finally signed up. I did it. So I emailed her and I said, hey, I emailed you six months ago. I'm still interested. Are you still accepting students? And I went last Saturday. And how was it? It was, it was good. It was, you know, I feel kind of, I, there's a, there's a couple things I came out of. One, um, Singing is really fun, and learning how to sing is really fun. Um, I appreciated this specific teacher, and I imagine most people who teach skills that are performance-based, um, maybe voice specifically, I don't know. There's a certain amount of like making you not feel stupid that they have to kind of, you know, oh, we're just gonna do, we're just gonna do this, you know, this drill real quick. We're just gonna, you know, run these skills, la right. la 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 la, and you look stupid and you yeah. feel stupid, but she's doing along with you, and it, you know, it's it's part of the game, right? One, two. Three, four, five, 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 five. Is that an Indian scale? Three, two, one. Ha, 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 ha. That one that you do? That's it. I like One, two, three, four, five, 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 four, three, two, one. Ha, 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 ha. See, the first one sounded like an Indian guy. Well, I was not trying to denigrate Indian people. No, but you were maybe trying, maybe that like. No, I mean, you're not. Loosens up your your, vocal cords or whatever. So. You feel stupid. That's one thing for me, at least, especially not having a specific goal in mind. I realized is an impediment to me because I feel like I kind of walked in. She's like, oh, you know, so what do you want to get out of music lessons? She's a really nice woman. What do you want to get out of this? And I said, you know, I don't really know. I just want to sing better. I don't know. I kind of went through the spiel. I, you know, I sing sometimes with friends and family and in a choir. I sing at my choir church occasionally. Uh, She was like, okay. Great. And we just, you know, dug in and it was fine. But I felt very, um, I don't know, it, it felt un- unnecessary, self-important almost to be just sure. investing time and money in something that I really have no reason to be doing. Yeah. 
And I, I can equate that with any creative endeavor, things that there are plenty of things that I've wanted to learn, but I don't really have any real reason to. I'm not going to be displaying any art or I'm not going to be, you know, going into business and graphic design or, you know, whatever it might be. So is it really worth paying to learn it just for the sake of it? I That's that's a good question. That's the question I pose to you, well, my you know, friend. Yeah, I would say, I would say yes. I mean, if I had, with the gun to my head, I say yes. Yeah, worth it. If I have to say yes or no, I say yes. Because I'm a person who believes that education is valuable in its own sake. Mm-hmm. I think you, you champion those people who go get a, a master's degree at the age of 85. Sure. I think knowledge is valuable for knowledge's sake. And I think that it's worth knowing stuff. And it's worth being better. Mm-hmm. And it's worth improving. Um, I... I'm far more likely to be impressed by somebody who sacrifices uh, to learn or grow than by somebody who does not. Right. And who just consumes rather than... Sure, yeah. So one of the other observations I had was that we have this... um, I've I've noticed this now that summertime is coming, summer camp is coming, Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of educational offerings that are targeted to kids. One, because it's an easy target. There's money set aside to help kids learn. But you see camps for everything. You know, you see. There's some some child care aspects to it. Sure, yeah. The daycare, summer child care problem. Um, The girl, when I walked in to this music lesson, they were just finishing up a lesson. The girl before me was like six or something like that. And I felt. As if I already came with kind of a begrudging, you know, shameful feeling of, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Am I too old to be going to music lessons? And this six-year-old is there and like, oh, that's when you go to sit. That's when you go to music lessons when you're six. (laughs) When you're six, when you... You know, and that's what you see all the time. You see, oh, this, you know, art program for kids. Or you see, even like I saw a thing, a coding camp for kids, you know, here in Uh Seattle. We've got lots of tech things going on. Um, And there's this idea that... Kids learn and adults don't. I talked to mom about the lesson and she said, oh, I always wished that I had done music lessons. And, you know, mom's almost 60. She could do singing lessons, you know. Sure. Very easily. So why why do you think it is that we think that kids should learn and we shouldn't? I mean, what what is that? I think that part of it has to do with... your understanding of what education is like at some point you 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 spent you your your perspective on what education is shifts mm-hmm. right and so in your 20s as you're getting out of college really like if i i look back at my college time especially and i think what was i doing yeah. i took so many dumb classes like i i mean on the one hand they were awesome like i remember i took a what was it it's like a Flexibility class? I took, that's what it was. I took flexibility. I remember you, and you took flexibility. That's right. We were, yeah. And I mean, essentially, I took a nap for, you know, for college credit. Half and, a credit. Yeah. And like, um, <laughs> and then, uh, and I took gymnastics. I took gymnastics. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's fun. Well, I failed. I, you failed, I failed the gymnastics? class. gymnastics? Yeah. Because so, and this was my freshman year. Ah, uh, it's an attendance thing. It was a, a totally an attendance thing. And like, uh, at that point, I was telling everybody that I was majoring in superheroism. <laughs> that was my degree. And so that sounds was, like a good freshman dorm joke. Yeah, so I was taking gymnastics, and I was and I was uh, looking at some uh, you know criminal psychology courses. But I hadn't taken any, but that's what I was on docket mm-hmm. for. Um, but I uh, essentially one day I I did this dismount. And like landed on my neck, kind of funny. Ooh. I mean, there's pads and stuff, but I still kind of sure, landed. Sure, yeah, I did gymnastics. I get it. Yeah, and uh, tweaked. 
And so I was tweaking all day, and then like the, later that day, I I was I was at somebody's house and would like lifted a couch, and my back's like totally spasmed out. You're like, um, I'm like, I'm I, 75. Yeah, oh. like I could I couldn't move, and like they took like my friend drove me to the ER driving my car, you know, like and uh, and so I was bedridden for the next like three days, and I missed the last two <laughs> like like I had already missed like two or three classes and, yeah and it, and it was all attendance based and so I missed the next two because of, anyway so I ended up so but in college you're saying you take dumb classes you in take classes because you think oh I'm in school now I take I take and then it's not until you get out into like the real world where you're like oh the reason why I was taking those classes is so that I can get a job right right and and I think your perspective changes um, often where you're not thinking of it in terms of skills that will be financially lucrative for you. Well, I think that you're a unique case. I think a lot of people go into college and only take classes that are going to benefit them in the long like Sure, I guess there are term. people like that. You forget that people are out there. I know lots of people who they came, they did their four years, and they, you know, picked their major and they did every class on their major list, and you know, picked a minor that was made, you know, business business minor or a language minor, and right. did all those classes. D- and didn't then, take a sculpture class and just then for fun. Graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and maybe that's the distinction is that you've got this mindset of do things for my future or for productivity. And then you have this mindset of, wow, I think a gymnastics class would be fun. That'd be interesting. I'd like, like to know that stuff. Yeah. I'm almost uh, 30. I'd like to take a gymnastics class right now. You can only find them for kids. There's no adult gymnastics classes. I bet there are somewhere. I haven't. Do you think that's part, partly because there are like no adult gymnasts? <laughs> like, like what's like if you're starting at 30 to become a gymnast? Don't, like, don't even try. Yeah, it's like you. I mean, the, the height of your career if what? you're a gymnast is when you're. 14. Well, I know. I mean, there are adult soccer leagues for just hanging out and having fun and people aren't trying to compete or anything. Why aren't there adult, you know? Because it comes back to that. Because it's this messed up. You're too old. You're too old. You can't bend that way. Your body is already falling apart. Uh, And we're going to whip you into submission. I'm recommending. I think that a a yoga studio would benefit. I think a yoga studio could probably rally a group of gymnasts together. They're flexible enough. They could, like, uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, do like a a gymnastics workshop. Anyway, getting back here. Yeah, sorry. So there's these two mindsets of do things for productivity, which is the mindset that I've been in about my singing class. Of like, oh, this isn't really worth it. And then there's this mindset of learn things because, well, I'm alive. Why not, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're not learning, what's the purpose? Right. What are you doing? All right. Well, hold on. Let's, let's take a quick break and let's, let's delve back into a few, okay. few more things. I got a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but last week I didn't take a break and I... Regretted it. I, I, well, I didn't really regret it, but we're going to take a break. Okay. Trucking right, I heard a dark voice beside of me, and I looked round in a state of fright. I saw four faces, one man, a brother from the gutter. They looked me up and down a bit and turned to each other. 
Getting ready, getting ready to rock, getting the tools you need to succeed. You know, I never took a creative writing class ever. I always wanted to, but I never did. Still could. I still could, but like at this point, I'm. I'm already. I've already wrote a book. Right. No. Yeah. I. I feel like I'm not sure what I get out of it as much as like when I was a teenager. I feel like I would have got a lot yeah. out of it. Whereas now I think I feel you wouldn't like, have been paying attention as a teenager. That's now true. you have a reason to learn. I think a, a lot. Yeah, maybe. I think that a lot of professionals still take, you know, perfect. I mean, J.K. Rowling, I bet you know, takes rolling. Rolling, really? I I believe I was oh. I was I was uh, I came across a like a Lifetime movie like the J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought it was going to be a documentary, yeah. so I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I like love I'd, I'd like Lifetime to, movies. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to listen to that. Or watch watch that, sure. and then and then I was like, oh, this is like a, a oh, lifetime. Was Jillian Anderson, maybe. Well, it was. I mean, it was some random. I mean, then it, we did a flashback of her as a kid, uh-huh. and like the teacher was like, Miss Rowling, and she's like, it's rolling. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. I've I've been pronouncing her at least and now. So has everybody. Now it's, now it's official. But I bet a lot of you know John Updike, any you know famous authors. I bet they take creative writing classes or have creative writing. Sure. Maybe creative. You get to a point where you have a creative writing tutor, personal tutor. <laughs> yeah, but like who? Like who is the person who is like? Can you imagine like being an instructor, a creative writing See, instructor, and J.K. Rowling is in your class? But the point of going when you're at that level, it's the same thing that like famous. Where do you think she goes under the name of like of whatever her whatever she casual wrote. vacancy book is? Um, but even like famous actors, famous musicians, they still take lessons. Um, because I think the, the value of a teacher is not necessarily that they're better than you, but that they're able to help you work through your weaknesses. That's sure. that's the value is that a, a, to, a, a creator, I mean, I guess that's what an editor essentially is. But lots of people, even if you're published, even if you're famous, even if you're known for whatever craft it is you're, you're working yeah. on, you still aren't perfect and you need somebody to help you work through that. Sure. And yeah, and I guess part of education isn't just seeing what other people have done, but it's also seeing how they've done it and, right. and how 
Uh, there's a there's a really cool book I read once called The Medici Effect. Did I ever tell you about that book? Yes. Maybe we've tell talked, me, tell talked me about, about that. I mean, essentially, Medici's invested in arts. Yeah, I is mean, is that what it's about? It's, I mean, I know they did. But, no, really, you know. it was it was it was about innovation, and it talked about how. Yeah, the, the the Medici's were you know these this family in Italy during right. the Renaissance that essentially funded all sorts of people. Right. And what happened was because you got all these different people together, in you know in the same place, uh-huh. they they their ideas cross pollinated. Right. And so more ideas came came about. And so, that right there is the value of a creative writing class. Right. No and matter where you are. It talked also about like uh, Bell Labs. Mm-hmm. And so you had all these like engineers yeah. and scientists next to each other. And, and that's why you have universities the mm-hmm. way they are. Is sometimes putting a, a biochemist next to a, a physics professor. Right. You they, cross paths. They, they cross paths. Like, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on a similar thing. And all right. of a sudden they have this awesome idea because like, oh, if we could apply that right. thing to our field, we get so siloed in what we're doing that we don't learn from the people around right, us. Right, right. We don't leave room for it. Because sometimes, sometimes it's the it's the process rather than the facts or the right. things that involve. And then, you know, one of the things, the other things that uh, that Alex talked about last week, and I just wanted to reiterate, you know, we live in this amazing time mm-hmm. when you can learn anything. That is for sure. Right, like you, there are. I mean, you're always sending me. Links, <laughs> links to... Hey, do you want to learn on Udacity or yeah, Coursera? Yeah, Udacity, uh, the, the teaching company. There's lectures. Right. I mean, you can get on MIT and watch mm-hmm. lectures on anything. There's tutorials on any kind of software you can think oh, of. Yeah. And not just software, on how to play the guitar, on how yeah. to paint, on how to... Yeah. Tips and tricks on cooking and... Yeah, cooking is a, is a way good example. Right. It's like, it's like, well... Can you imagine, like, it wasn't that long ago, like, think about 20 years ago, and you're like, I'd like to make, you know, some creme brulee. <laughs> right. You'd have to go get a cookbook, <laughs> either check it out of the library or Forget buy it at the store. 30 years ago, 15 years ago. I think I said 20. You said 30. Well, doesn't matter. Um, a while ago. A while ago. And but so you had to get a cookbook, and then even then you had to like follow the directions and, right. and hope that you understood it with the intent of the thing. <laughs> right. But now, not only is there is there the recipe at your fingertips, there's also like step by step walkthroughs on wi- WikiHow, and then there's all these comments of like people saying, "Oh, substitute this with applesauce." Right. So, Blogs who yeah. just do and do then, things they tried out and say, "Hey, this is what I found worked. Yeah, do it." do it or don't stack exchange there's so many resources out there now that's just like and to be a teacher as well i think that's something that's really interesting that if you're good at something i i was um watching something probably some hulu show or something and the the ad campaign that was on at the time was for youtube which i thought was kind of funny them advertising on hulu Um, but it was youtube channels and it showed the course of the show that i was watching showed two or three different youtube channels that you just had Random people, like one was this girl who was Did probably like makeup or something like that. Uh, it was no this this one was this girl who was like probably sixteen, uh-huh. and she was she made a, a whole YouTube station where she had like you know two million likes or followers or whatever they're called on YouTube, um, where it was mixing her two favorite passions, baking and video games. So she would make like cupcakes with Bowser on them, and she would make like Minecraft lollipops and like all these like confectionery things that were super nerdy and she had 
like two million followers, people who this random girl in the middle of nowhere, I don't even know who she was, you know, she looked like a cute, nice girl, you know, normal enough, but is this really, really niche superstar? I mean, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, about getting a following yeah. of people that if you have something to teach, you have people to learn from you. Sure. Learn how to make really geeky baked goods. What? It's, you know, whatever, whatever's your jam, that's uh, that's the thing. So, I mean, so the tools are there. Yes. Um, I mean, one of the take-homes already I'm getting from this, from our chat here, is that there is some inadequacy that you have to get over. Right. Um, you know, and that's, that's going to be for any new skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are, are a little worse than others, right? Like performing arts, I think that's something right. like if I was to take a belly dancing class. <laughs> but I think the, that would be hard for me to do. The lesson there. But I would be damn good at it. I bet you would. I bet you would be really good. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the hips don't lie. <laughs> the lesson is that you don't have to justify it, right? You shouldn't have to justify in your head, oh, I'm, I'm going to learn this because yeah. of X, Y, or Z. Because I'm going to make money from it or because I'm going to use it in some weather capacity. You want to just learn something for the sake of learning it? Ain't no shame in that. Ain't no shame. Belly dance away. Belly dance at night away. I mean, granted, I'm not suggesting taking voice lessons for $50 an hour if you can't afford that. Right. Right? Like, don't... (laughs) Go into debt for fun. Don't go into debt for fun. Um, I mean... No, turning time over to the personal finance portion of our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) This is is money matters in creativity. (laughs) Um, anyway, um, so the second theme, so one is learn for the sake of it. There is something intrinsic in learning something and who knows what it'll turn out to Maybe, maybe it turns out I will want to join a band and maybe I'll get an opportunity to sing in some club and I'll get found and I'll end up touring the whole country. If that's what, if that's what you want to do. It could, it could happen. I don't really want to do that right now, but maybe I'll do that learn that I'm really great at that. Yeah. Or you could, uh, you know, do voiceover work. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I always thought it would be fun to do voiceover work. Yeah. I bet, I think it's actually a competitive world. I have a friend who uh, was an actor, uh, like in New York, you know, trying to make it on Broadway and then moved back to Seattle and is trying to get into like the radio voiceover uh-huh. scene and like audiobooks, which is, I think, a really competitive scene as well. Um, but you, ha- I mean, there's like demos. There's, you know, it's a, he's got a great voice, a really, really great, this good announcer voice. Um, but it's like a whole world of, you know, getting yeah. noticed and and putting yourself out there and doing dumb stuff so you can get better, better stuff. And yeah, hey, did I tell you that I'm reading Harry Potter to my kids? Yeah, you did. Did I tell you about the voices? No, are you doing voices? Oh yeah, so like oh that's fun. So so Heather started reading to them, and then I. Started reading, and then like I, you know, took a turn. Yeah. And when I did it, I did all, you know, it was like doing, hey, I read, you know, doing, you know, <laughs> trying to like be trying brave. to like, okay, how do I channel my inner <laughs> Draco Malfoy? What you does know, Hermione yeah. really sound like? You know who's really hard is Ron. Like I feel like I can't quite get him in my head. Whereas I, whereas Hermione's easy, Hagrid's easy. But are you? Can you not just base it off with the movie sound? Right. Like? That's what I'm trying to do. No. But like he, he, for whatever reason, I have a hard time. Mm. I have a hard time. Imitating Ron, whereas I don't have a hard time imitating Hagrid or Hermione or, or Hermione or 
uh, Malfoy or even uh, I really like doing Professor McGonagall <laughs> because Maggie Smith is she's very fun to talk like. <laughs> I bet your kids love that. Yeah, and so they don't really want Heather to do it anymore because mm, poor mom, mom yeah. loses. But she doesn't. Maybe like, if she had taken a voiceover class, right? The kids would like her do some to in, read more do impressions. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So the other takeaway is what. I don't know. What is the other takeaway? Well, for me, the takeaway is do it. Just do and it. And don't feel bad about it. And I, that's, I, know, I realize that's a uniquely my thing. I don't, I don't think you feel, like, conflicted about taking lessons. Oh, I, I guess the other, the other tutorial or the other takeaway is find it in a way that works for you, that maybe you don't need singing lessons or maybe you don't right. need um, something that's formal that you're paying a bunch of money for. But maybe you can set aside 20 minutes for a tutorial or maybe you right. can... Um, find something that you can, you know, you subscribe to a, a blog or a, a podcast where you're learning how to do something um, more passively. Even th even right. that, I think, goes a long way. Sure. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, and this is what we were kind of saying before the break, um, you know, my part of my personal worldview is that one of the reasons why we even exist is to learn and to mm -hmm. grow and to experience things. And if we're not learning and growing then we're kind of wasting our time. Sure. Well, learning, growing, and producing. <laughs> that's that's creating the other thing. Th creating, creating things. things. Obviously, that's what we really want. It's our, really our, the whole point of life. Right, is to make stuff. <laughs> and make it, it good. Is to make board games. That is the whole Board games, sci-fi novels. Life. Absolutely. Fantasy, not sci-fi. Sorry. Well, I am gonna work on the sci-fi. I have, I have a couple oh, yeah, ideas for sci-fi. Well, no, I, have, I mean, I still world. got, I still got to finish up my, uh, you know, couple books here in the in the second order world. But I want to make a sci-fi uh, story in which one it delves into uh, teleportation as reality, right, and like the actual logistics of how that would work. Okay. Is, right, and so it would be like company owned. And how that would end up replacing... Super nerdy, but an interesting concept. And But the other thing that I wanted to deal with, the idea of, of you know, singularity where, where robots have become sentient, uh -huh. but they're stupid. Oh, because we all have this idea that robots are going to be stupid. Yeah, like one, once they become self-aware, oh, it's curtains, they're going to kill us all. It's like... I like that It's like, that yeah, they, 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 they might become self-aware, but can, like, robots are stupid. Can Computers are idiot stupid. robot? Sure. That could be, that could be a... But like I just I just think that's something that hasn't really been done and mm -hmm. it ought to be like cause that's the kind of like I feel like that's along the same lines as uh, cowboys and aliens uh -huh, where it's like so ridiculous you're right like, that like well it makes sense that like we talk about aliens always in the future but like if there's gonna be aliens they were back in cowboy time as well sure so let's what would that be like then they don't even have the same technology we at least could feasible with like feasible the right. kind of technology that we picture right. aliens to have and things like Independence right. Day and War of the Worlds or whatever. Anyway, so stay, idiot, idiot stay tuned for Idiot I like Robots. It. <laughs> I like it. Um, because that's that's gonna happen after checking the shadows in the second order. But uh, and we'll see. Yeah. So I think we're we're due for a call to action here. Okay, so call to action is first of all subscribe to our podcast already. Yeah and tell your friends to right now. Yeah. Don't wait to do it. If, even if you're listening to this on your phone, you probably have a smartphone. So stop. Send it back to you. Say it's your favorite podcast. Listen to it. So that's number one. Number two. Become a creative machine. Right. Bye.
find your favorite YouTube video. Look at my